a Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Daz Don't, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news. And no, I don't want to do this by myself. I can, but it's not nearly as fun if I don't have my co-host, my tag team partner. You know her. You love her. She's my friend and yours. She is the rising star in the podcasting world. She is the rising star in the streaming world. You can catch her on Twitter at AsianZing95 and Adventures with Steffers everywhere else. By the way, Adventures with Steffers is the name of her very fine podcast. Get that wherever you get your fine podcast. It's Steffers. Steffers, how are we doing this morning? I'm drinking my coffee, but I already have a question for for the listeners because I don't I don't your your opinion will be biased. Okay. If we were doing a tag team rumble and and we were doing the thing, which one of us would go first and then which one of us would have to tag out to be put in to mm. finish it off? Mm. Okay, well, mm. listeners, get get at Steffers at AsianZing95. Uh, apparently, yeah. my, mm-hmm. my opinion doesn't count on this because because uh, apparently I'm biased. I think I would start it off, and then you would be on the apron for the hot tag. You would come in, get that tag, house of fire, clear everybody out, fire the crowd up. See, Steffers, I think you are a baby face through and through to some people, to some people, but to certain other groups, not so much, but I could see you coming in, wiping everybody out, getting the crowd, standing on their feet. This is awesome. This is all right. We have to stop talking about wrestling. Otherwise, we're going to get into Near Fall Radio, which is a podcast that nobody wants to come back from the dead. Yeah, we'll we'll hear about that at the end, though. So <laughs> it's it's fine. You know, y'all stick to stay tuned to the end to to you know the whole spiel uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah. For, for for the whole song and dance and the secret sounds it's actually knows. a song and dance and uh-huh. dance. Yeah. it's actually all of that um mm-hmm. needless to say there has been some news from the housey of the mousey and i too have literally one piece of news from universal slash half i have like a half another news okay i don't that doesn't count but it, we're gonna count it um <laughs> great sell job we're I, off to a hot start. I, I try. I like to sell <laughs> quality content. Oh, is that what we're doing? I have no idea what we're doing. Anyway, we're going to move fair. in. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to move into our first piece of news, which is actually pretty tragic. So I don't know why we decided to start off with this, but I didn't really read anything prior to us hitting record. So <laughs> the fuzzy tauntaun, the drink that we mentioned, was it last week or the week before about the foamy and the and the fizzle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah, week yeah. we mentioned a uh, buzzy button tingling foam might be a casualty for the whole. Uh... And the whole a drink is a casualty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing because uh, the fuzzy tauntaun is one of the most infamous or famous drinks at Oga's Cantina due to the numbing sensation caused by the foam on the top of the drink, and uh, it looks like it is no longer on the menu. They're working on a replacement, which we mentioned in the last last pod ep that we talked about this. I'm can I okay so. Another question. I'm going to assume the answer is yes, but I would like to hear the folks at home. Does the foam define the drink 
Or could you have still had the deliciousness of the drink without the foam and just... Maybe they didn't want to, like, cut the price of it, maybe? Well, in Ogas, you have to remember all the drinks are kind of pre-mixed ahead of time, and then they serve it to you. I do think you could have had the drink without the foam because, yeah. because I mean, when you get the drink at the very end, they top it with the foam. I've seen them do it several times, as a matter of fact. But I well, do think I do think that foam is kind of the gimmick. That is the fuzzy part of the fuzzy tauntaun. Fair, but. Okay. Well, okay. So the question really is, is would you still have it without the foam or at that point it's a moot point. So there's a good reason why they took it off the menu because one, they would have to reduce the price because you're only getting half the, the you know, you're getting half the gimmick there mm-hmm. or I don't know. Anyway, they're thinking about a replacement. I wonder what it's going to be. If you guys have any Star Wars, I know Nate Hardy has, uh, I think he has a book. Or he just knows about different themed drinks. Um, if you have a Star Wars <laughs> drink that isn't at Oga's that you would like to see there, plop them at, at us at the Twitters. Ooh, ooh uh, Steffers, I have an idea. Space Coors Light. Any suggestion but that one. <laughs> any suggestion but that one. Space Budweiser. Okay, but what would that... Okay, but what would the gimmick be? The fact that it just has space in the front of it? Yeah. Terrible. And give me at least wiser. a spacesuit. No, at least give me a spacesuit to wear while I sip on it. <laughs> like, I would, maybe, maybe that would make it worth it. I don't know. Uh, this and is I, disappointing I because Fuzzy Tauntaun is my go-to drink at Oga's. I mean, there's there's other fun drinks on the menu. I'm trying to I mean, think what I drink there. Fuzzy Tauntaun is my go-to. I guess I'll now be going for that uh, Bespin Fizz now because that's- Maybe that's, that's what I've had. Yeah, maybe that's what I've had. I don't quite, hear me out. I don't remember what I had. Maybe it was, one of us had the outer rim. One of us had the, 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 what you just said. Maybe I had the yub nub. The yub nub? I had the yub nub. That's what I had. Can confirm. And then I didn't get the cup because that adds an additional charge. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that stuff ain't cheap. Not even a little, but, but it's, it's, it's fun to display in your home or you could be a rube like me who did the, uh, the, uh, Rancor teeth beer flight and pay at the time, $85 for the Rancor teeth. Now $95 for the Rancor teeth. But like I said, they're prominently displayed in my home, in my foyer. When you come into my condo. It's fun to say foyer. Uh, foyer. You, you done? Yes. Are, are you done? Okay. <laughs> For the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along is closing in August for refurbishment. Tragic. We're we're taking the well. Okay, hold on. Rewinding a little bit. You just wanted what to sing, did- didn't you? I really did, and then I mm-hmm. realized that that was the name of it, so I had to like to put it back <laughs> in. Um, I, how do you like what goes into? I'm not trying to like knock this, like this article. What goes into refurbishing a show? Uh, is it like redoing the set pieces? Is it? That's all I could think of. After I talking. mean, it it could be uh, repairing uh, part of the set. It could be. Uh, repairing it could be rebuilding i doubt it's going to be a full-blown reimagining of 
uh, the Frozen sing-along because this is a well-attended, a popular attraction in Hollywood studios. So I doubt they're going to tear the entire thing down and rebuild it from the ground up. So I imagine it's just going to be getting some TLC, some, uh, well, refurbishment for the lack of a better term. Right now, Disney hasn't exactly said uh, what is going to be changing in the theater or in the show, but uh, it is going to be closing starting on August 22nd. So you do still have some time if you and the family are planning a trip down to Hollywood studio to catch Elsa and friends sing along uh, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along. When, when we do know more about the refurbishments, we will pass them along. But yeah, right now we can only wildly speculate as to what said refurbishments are gonna be. I was just thinking in terms of like timing, if they're like repairing, like rebuilding or repairing or like doing like, like some heavy duty stuff, it might take longer. If they're mm -hmm. just, you know, repainting, not as long. So I'm just curious. I don't, I've done like theater shows but like never in like a, I need to refurbish stuff. It was more just like getting stuff together. So I'm just curious what what really goes into a production refurb situation. But it's fine. I've never seen the Frozen show either. I don't think I've seen any shows. Oh, hold on. Yes, I have. I don't think I've I've seen any of the shows at Hollywood Studios. I've seen um, Festival of the Lion King. I've seen Fantasmic because. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, that's about it, I think. Well, in the scheme of things, Hollywood Studios doesn't really have a lot of shows compared to some of the other parks. But if you do get an opportunity, I would check out uh, the Frozen sing-along. I mean, if you're a fan of Frozen or if you're a parent that hasn't been worn out by Let It Go and, had your, and have your soul broken by that song at this point, Maybe check it out. Um, I was a fan of it. I've only seen it a couple of times. Uh, I I would say this is better than the uh, the Little Mermaid show that closed a few years ago in Hollywood Studio. That closed a few years ago. I thought that closed like yes, not yesterday. Well, in like was it like a pandemic? Was it yeah. a pandemic closure? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I feel like it was just there, but me. In the scheme of things, yes, it, it, it's been a relatively recent closure but uh but i i do still miss that underwater uh projection uh special effects they did for the uh little mermaid show that was that was really cool and the ursula animatronic was was pretty dope as well but uh, um uh re not rewind um question yes if you had i know we've talked about this kind like we like talk about it but we don't like fully immerse ourselves in this conversation if you had to rate the shows in all of let's separate it by coast but if you had to like rate the shows top to bottom what you definitely need to see versus like i don't even know why this is still a thing you don't have to answer now if you don't have the answer ready and we can talk about this next week but i'm curious what you and like the the listener has to say about it because i feel like a lot of people assume festival of the lion king is like up there but like is it to everyone or is it like a i'm just curious where we lie on that and it could be like like an attraction that's like a not a ride like an attraction or it could just be like a sit down show you can okay. include both um muppet vision 
borderline, but you can include it because that's technically a show. Okay. All right. Um, I do think that would be fun to flesh out and talk about uh, fully mm -hmm. next week. But off the top of my head, I would say, in my opinion, even though it is a relatively new addition for me, well, relatively new, again, time-wise, who knows how time works these days. Uh, I do think Festival of the Lion King, especially now that it's at full force, it is 100%, again, I think Festival of the Lion King is a must-do for anybody when they are down in Walt Disney World. Uh, I don't know if I would put a Frozen sing-along in the must-do category, but last time I was in Hollywood Studio, I, I had some time. I was like, hey, let's see when the next uh, showtime for uh, the Frozen sing-along is. It didn't work out that I was able to catch it, so clearly it isn't a must-do, but it is something I wanted to make time and see. Also... Bonus if you low-key include like an OG that's maybe not there. Okay. Because I remember like, honey, I shrunk the audience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. That was something that I enjoyed. As I got older, I was like, I this is hot. I'm miserable. Dad, let's leave this <laughs> heck hole. <laughs> um I I think it's very funny as we get quote unquote older, I'm not calling anybody old, but as we like grow up and like there's new experiences in the parks, how much we either like miss the old stuff or we like look back at the old stuff and go, dang, technology and like the Imagineers and like all that, they really like progress, grow, mm -hmm. like, like evolve. That's the word evolve. And I, I really enjoy what, like looking at the growth. I mean, I do miss a lot of that stuff, the OG stuff, but uh, wow, just how far we've come with mm -hmm. uh, technology. The world. It marches on. Also, shout out to Phil Harmagic. I, I I really dig that show. That's fun. I haven't seen the new. Ooh, I can do that. I can do that during Very Mary. Wait, it's open during. Everything's open during Very Mary, right? I like, believe I can so. Yes. Don't quote me on girls that. Y'all's going, I'm going, oh, wait, but it'll be open. I can get into the park before That's it closes true. to the public. Yeah. So, yeah, there your you girl's go. gonna watch Magic to see the new scenes. There you go. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to check out the uh, new additions myself, so you'll, you'll have to let us know how that is when you are down for uh, Very Merry. And we'll, we'll be talking about some Very Merry news coming up because, uh, holy guacamole, I hope you're saving your Disney dollar, dude, Steffers. They announced the price points, and even with the annual pass holder discount, oh, buddy, 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 is it pricey? Um, yes, but we will get to that first. We, we, need, to, we need to talk about... Misty mists and blasty blasts. <laughs> yes. And hot sea hot seas and whatever. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Add at <laughs> no add at mist blasting effect restored at Star Tours and Hollywood Studios. Apparently I mean a lot of, of attractions and rides stopped there like spitting on you because of, you know the fire worlds and Yes, as we wave at the world yeah, still vaguely on fire behind us. Um you know, not the mists are not only in the queue, but also in the area surrounding the iconic prop. So, if I'm being honest with you, I vaguely know where this is and what they're talking about in this article. It's literally in front of Star Tours. It's the big giant ATAT stuffers. I didn't. Uh, no, no, no. But like, I didn't know that it. I didn't know it's brain stuff on people. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it. To to replicate the cannons blasted, it'll shoot mist out. 
I also don't think I've done stormtroopers. What staffers? I've done smugglers run, which I think is just. I mean, better. It's, <laughs> I don't disagree, and uh, I don't get the uh, motion sickness uh, feeling on smugglers run that uh, sometimes Star Tours does to me. So uh, yeah, that's also I try to not like if I can avoid it. I was worried about smugglers run, but I was like, I need like this is something like I need to do. Like I waited probably an hour on our pre honeymoon honeymoon to ride smugglers run. Good, and yeah. let me tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are really good. So, uh, you know, Star Tours might be the OG, but this is an OG that I need to not do because I don't want to puke. Well, it's, I don't think it's going to make you puke. I've definitely gotten a little queasy getting off of Star Tours, but I've yet to have to uh, make a mad dash to a uh, trash can yet. Yes, but you are stronger than I. Well, that is true. I am I, I am strong like bull as I as I flex on an audio podcast. He, yeah, he's he's flexing. You you can't <laughs> see it. Um, I just like I always um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. No, usually not at Epcot, but now that I'm going to Epcot and Ryan and Guardians, hopefully I will be wearing my motion sickness patches there. Um, typically, I usually only use my motion sickness patches at Hollywood Studios, but I feel like. I might need a little extra help. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Especially with all the talk on Guardians. We were talking a little bit before we started rolling, and we'll talk about that here in a second because we have another story that Disney is taking precautions. Uh. Um, Something's going on with that attraction that Disney is having to put that many barriers and uh, safeguards in. but we'll get to that in a second. But uh, another another piece of news uh, that is coming out with the uh, ATAT and their mists and Star Tours related. Apparently, the uh, Jedi Academy or the Jedi Training Academy uh, signs have been removed, and it seems like that is uh, going the way of the dodo. So, uh, yeah, if uh, you and your young Padawan were looking forward to enrolling in the Jedi Training Academy on your next trip down to. Uh, Hollywood Studios, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it looks like that is uh, no longer going to be an option. I will be a bearer of good news, though. You know what you can do, though, at Star Wars Launch Bay at Hollywood Studios is meet Darth Vader and Chewbacca. Yeah. They're finally returning. Finally returning. July 17th. I just want a Wookiee hug. I just want a Wookiee hug. A week from... The day we're recording this so yeah a week from yesterday mm-hmm. guests can head over to the star wars launch bay to encounter darth vader on the bridge of the death star and get a hug from chewbacca in the resistance hideout uh guests are um uh, reporting that uh you might be able to get get it now ahead of the official launch on the 17th of july so uh maybe if you are uh in Hollywood studio, go head over and see the uh, Sith Lord or uh, that uh, scruffy looking nerf herder. Wait, no, oh, Han I love was him. the scruffy looking nerf herder. My bad. Don't talk ish about Chewbacca, okay? Oh, no. We're going to have some issues if you talk ish about my Wookiee. Would never do that. But yeah, there are, there are pictures up. Uh, you can go get pictures with Darth Vader and uh, Chewbacca now one week ahead of the launch on july 17th uh according to reports bb8 was not meeting with guests when uh these people went to get their 
Wookiee hug and meet the Sith Lord, but cast members expect that he will return for meet and greets on July 17th. Cast members also said that there were no plans to implement lightning lanes for the meet and greet and that their inclusion on the Genie Plus page on the Walt Disney World website was an error. So sounds like that will not be something you can uh, Genie Plus. So standby only, it seems. That's not the only meet and greets, or not the only characters. Maybe not meet, well, kind of meet Character and greets. interactions. A, yeah, not the only thing that's coming, coming back. More character dining returns this fall. Uh, Stitch, including Stitch for breakfast at Ohana at Polynesian. Minnie and her friends at Cape May Cafe at Disney's Beach Club Resort. And my personal favorite, Winnie the Pooh and friends at Crystal Palace and Magic Kingdom will return for both lunch and dinner. Um, this is, uh, have you ever gotten a poo hug? Because poo hugs are the best hugs. Not poo like poo, but mm-hmm. poo like Winnie the Pooh. Um, Piglet's honestly my favorite character, but poo hugs are like a whole nother realm of amazing. I will say I've never eaten at Ohana, which seems a little out of character for me because I love Lulu and Stitch and you would think I would make a point to go there. I just haven't been there yet. One day. Cape May Cafe. I don't even think I've been. Yeah, that's at the, that's at the Beach Club Resort. I don't so. even think I've been to the Beach Club. Or maybe I went to the Beach Club to catch an Uber because there was a really long wait for the Skyliner. Needless <laughs> to, whatever. I haven't <laughs> really don't know. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm really excited for Crystal Palace, it was one of my favorite, like, uh, character interactions, especially during dining experiences. Garden Grill was like a close second, I think. Yeah, Garden Grill is uh, noticeably not mentioned here. here. Yeah, Yeah. uh, I'm kind of wondering when character meet and greets are going to be returning there because that's, that's one that I've had circled for a while and i've i personally want to check that out i've had some listeners reach out and they they think garden grill is kind of overrated i would like Mm -hmm. to form my own opinion on that but uh speaking on the crystal palace uh, that is a uh, buffet with uh, carved prime rib seasoned ravioli and peel and eat shrimp oh uh, that will be I do breakfast. that will be uh, starting on uh, September 20th is when Pooh and friends will be returning. Lilo and Stitch will be making their return to the Polynesian Resort for for Ohana breakfast uh, starting on September the 27th. And then finally on October 4th, that is when Minnie and friends will be returning to the Beach Club Resort at Cape May Cafe. So. I um slowly I've only but surely slowly but surely at uh I've only eaten Crystal Palace for breakfast. I don't I've heard mixed reviews on the lunch and dinner situations. Um but breakfast was decent. I mean, I don't know how you can really mess up breakfast, but mm-hmm. it's bacon and eggs. Though I do want to point out for the Winnie the Pooh and friends uh options at Crystal Palace, this is for lunch and dinner, not breakfast. Yeah. So, so I don't they're fake friends. I I don't <laughs> I think what's going to happen is they're going to use them for in-park meet and greets, maybe, and then be ready for lunch and dinner and have them. I don't know. Possibly. possibly. Uh, Speculation. This is all speculation. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find out if we've talked about... I think they have... I want to look into this Garden Grill. I thought the characters were already back at Garden Grill. That's what I was looking after I said it. It was like, (laughs) am I just talking out of my ass? 
Potentially, yes, but also I don't remember if they ever announced that or if they just magically started appearing or if they're not appearing yet. I don't know. So, I don't know. If someone has eaten a Garden Girl and they are back, I can't remember. Characters the last time are I went. back, but they're still doing uh, distant character interactions. So you they're can't just get up waddling and, around. And, and hug on Mickey and Chip and Dale in their uh, farmer get up. So uh, I apologize I for, for ass speaking there. We love, we love to. No, we don't. No, we, no, we don't. I'm not. <laughs> it's like don't. Ace Ventura. You remember that movie, Steffers? Of course you don't. Yeah. Of course I do. That's a little rude that you would assume that just because I'm younger than you, I don't really recall things. <laughs> um, I will have to tell you that I have a great memory. Thank you. Okay, my bad. Anyway, <laughs> annual pass discounts and dates for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party 2022. Yeah, Wait, uh, we talked. Whole ten dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we 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 talked earlier that uh, uh, mm, uh, my Mickey's date doesn't even have a discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there are only 10 days uh, for your uh, annual pass discount that will save you 10 whole dollars. That's November 8th, November 10th, 11th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 18th, and then November 27th, 29th, and then December 1st. Those 10 days are the only days where you can use your annual pass to save your $10. Otherwise, you're looking at regular price, and those regular prices range anywhere from $149 all the way up to $199. Quick question. When you use, I don't know what the perks are, so I'm going to ask you because I'm 95% positive you have one. For the Disney Visa, do you get cash back when you you do use it on purchases at Disney? Is that how that works or or what what are the perks for having a Disney Visa? Uh the Disney credit card, you do get um cash back or you get Disney points that you can put on a on practically a gift card that you can then spend uh, in the parks and stuff like that. You, when you do make purchases in the park or at Disney Springs or certain other places, you do get more Disney points that you can put on your card and then spend more money in the park. It's cyclical. They just want your money, Steph. Wait, you, you can only get a gift card? You can't get the cash back? No. Oh, okay, cool. I'm, okay, that's all I'm gonna say is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But hey, I, I know my vacations are taking place down at the most magical place on earth. So that gift card is practically cash for me on vacation. So no, no, I just mean I was trying to see the appeal of using it like elsewhere, but I you know, okay, that's fine. Clarification is key. I just wanted to I wasn't sure what the perks were because I, I know that one of my friends had gotten a Disney Visa, but we hadn't really talked about like what you get if you sign up for a Disney Visa card. So there are other perks that that I can go into on a uh, on a future episode if we want to yeah. talk about that because because I I have a Disney Visa and uh, or I think it might be a Disney Chase Mastercard. Yeah, it, I have a Disney credit card and that's what I use for my purchases. But we can talk about that in a future episode and talk about the uh, the perks. Sounds good to me. And then this is kind of a, I guess you could call this an update to a story we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about how Disney updated the voiceover for the uh, People Mover in Tomorrowland. This week, we're talking about an update to the uh, finale or the final scene in the Carousel of Progress. Uh, some keen-eyed visitors to the Magic Kingdom noticed uh, that the family got some new looks. Uh, and this is kind of a divisive attraction. This is an old school uh, 
Walt has his fingerprints all over this attraction. Some people love it. Some people think it's boring. Some people think it's a waste of time. Um, it's fine. It's a fine attraction. It's a good place to catch some air conditioned. It's a good place to get out of the shade. And I mean, it's if, if you appreciate uh, animatronics, it's it's a cool attraction and it has a, a killer song and a great big beautiful tomorrow. So there you go. If you're a fan of the Carousel of Progress, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on the update. Do you think this is a positive thing or do you think they're messing with a classic? Well, I wonder if there, well, I guess there wouldn't be really a big tie-in since it's two different parks, but I feel like there's a sense of connection, for lack of a better term, to um, Carousel Progress, up like an updating, well, I guess it's just updating their looks, not necessarily yeah, like yeah. the technology it's, side. It's but... new outfits and new looks. It's not necessarily, it's like, oh, cool. Check it out. Grandma's doing Fortnite dances or something like that. Okay. I'm going to need you to <laughs> not bring Fortnite into this. It's so rude. Um, I was just thinking maybe it'll go hand in hand with, well, it wouldn't, but like Spaceship Earth, I like to think that the they're going to progress together type of thing. So maybe the outfit changes are just the beginning. Okay. Because because in my head, if you're going to progress, if you're going to update Spaceship Earth to reflect the technological changes of, of society, whatever, shouldn't the carousel of progress go hand in hand with that? No, I get if what you're saying. And, and I mean, I, I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the... Uh, drawbacks anytime you have an attraction like this where you're looking towards the future and you're talking about technology i mean you made reference to it earlier when you were talking about the imagineers and what they can do now with the technology we have now as opposed to the old school shows we saw when we were growing up it's like wow can you believe they can do this well it's because technology has grown in leaps and bounds since then so i mean that's kind of kind of a I don't want to say a drawback or a risk when it comes to a, an attraction like Carousel of Progress, where it does have an eye towards the future when it comes to technology. Because, I mean, that was that was, was one of the drawbacks of Carousel of Progress is this family is blown away by technology that, I mean, was kind of basic, for the lack of a better term, a few years ago. I mean, decades ago. And it comes standard in a lot of homes now. Yeah, I just, I'm curious. I, it's something that I, maybe once every few years, will try to get to, but I don't, I, for myself, I don't plan to ever go through Carousel Progress on my trips. Also because I don't go as often as, like, other people that I know that, that make sure to ride it every time, and it's just not a staple for us, or for me. So, I'm just, I'm just intrigued is all the mm -hmm. connections and the updates and the things. Like, what are they really doing? Is this just a figment in a sweater situation or is this part of a bigger thing that'll happen? Honestly, future? honestly, I think it's more of a figment in a sweater situation. They just want to give the, the family an updated look and they're not going to be. You mean they need to do laundry? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, they're doing. Oh man, that reminds me. I need to do I did laundry on Friday because I tried to be productive, but we're moving on to probably the the, the most interesting situation that Disney has done 
recently. I I don't I don't know. This <laughs> stories like this give me anxiety because I I don't my motion sickness is a finicky thing. Sometimes I will be 10 out of 10 okay. Sometimes I'll be okay after one ride and then I ride it again. I ride a different ride of the same caliber and I'm like, oh, that I shouldn't have done that. But Disney has modified the trash cans at the Cosmic Rewind exit to further assist with motion sickness concerns. And let me tell y'all, they, they made it so you could stick your face in it. That, that was the modification. Yep. <laughs> they are now open and ready for whatever may come their way yeah yeah only only in epcot would we be reporting on trash cans because sometimes in epcot you use them on brand (laughs) first for tables and other times in epcot you're you're running for a trash can because a new attraction uh gave you an upset stomach previously the trash cans uh for the exit of the cosmic rewind kind of had like a dome uh, top to it, and then you would put your trash in said trash can. Now, like Steffer said, it's just kind of a flat, open surface. So if you do have to make a uh, cosmic exit, so to speak, uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, go for the dome. It's just open. And uh, we talked earlier, the fact that Disney keeps, I mean, first of all, I'm glad Disney keeps taking steps to um, make it so easy I guess uh, if you do have an upset stomach. Uh, but easy, no offense. The it, last but, thing I want to do is puke. Like, okay, I get, I get it. It's better to puke right off you, right after you get off the ride than puking on the floor where they have to close the ride to clean it up. Mm-hmm. 100% understand. Personally, as someone who has had to puke in theme parks when I, yeah, I run into the nearest restaurant, go into their bathroom and take care of business. I don't want a bunch of people who are getting off the ride watching me puke that just seems a little that's a that's a me problem like i don't like or i'm also a type of person that like if i see someone puke or if i can smell puke i'm like yep i need you're, to go you're you're a sympathy puker yeah 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 so i <laughs> i mean this is personal preference for me and i'm really glad they're doing this i would probably be the person with the puke bag on the ride ready puke into said bag and then throw it out when i'm like at the end of the ride and then go get a ginger ale or or a chewing gum or they don't have chewing gum or no, some no. sort of pretzel situation whatever the case may be like I, that i would be more likely for myself to be prepared for myself have the bag ready in the bag because you can take your bags onto this ride because it's disney right i don't think that's yeah okay so have a bag ready with me puke into said bag if I need to proceed with my day. I will not be sitting there holding my puke in till I, the ride is over, puke into said trash can and watching everyone. I mean, like, there's just some mental thing there because potentially people in your car will be watching you, but it's different when you're in, like, a closed thing and you're dealing with your own. Anyway, I no, also I, like... I, I, I get that, but at the same time, Steffer, sometimes it's like, We've all been there. It's like like you ideally want to head to a restaurant to use their bathroom, but sometimes it's like when when it's coming, it's coming, and well, and and you I would rather do it outside. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying I would rather do it outside than inside the ride. No, no, and I, and, and I echo your sentiment, but sometimes uh, to People borrow can't a, hold it. to to borrow a line from Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, when you gotta go, you gotta go. 
Mm -hmm. um, I so this is what my problem is now. Is is this ride re really that bad, or are people going? This is this is my thought process. Or are people going to Disney saying, "Oh, these rides are family friendly. Those with motion sickness won't like. You'll be fine. It's Disney." So they go on this ride and they're like, whoa, this is not Disney. This is a little universally. And then they proceed to, to like, is it one of those things? Or is this ride genuinely like motion sick inducing even for those that can do the universals of the world? You know what I'm saying? Because I can <laughs> ride Velocicoaster. I can ride it. And then I will feel maybe a little dehydrated and I need to hydrate, especially if it's hot outside or I'll like need to kind of walk it off to kind of get my bearings again. But I don't typically puke after Velocicoaster. And I feel like if I can survive Velocicoaster, I can survive Guardians of the Galaxy. But then again, I get sick on Forbidden Journey, so I don't ride that anymore. So is this more mm -hmm. on a Forbidden Journey scale, Velocicoaster scale? Like, can someone give me a comparison of a... I know that it's not going to be the same because all rides are different. But if someone can give me a comparison that if if you can do this, you can do Guardians, just so your girl is prepared. I will be wearing my motion sickness patches and I will report back on how that goes. Um, but I, I get really high anxiety, so I just need to mentally prepare myself that way as well. So maybe no, I'll I get utilize the trash cans. And 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 the fact that Disney keeps making uh, these preparations and preparing uh, for possible uh, motion sickness incidences, let's just say, um, but Disney doesn't make adjustments to the ride. Um, I do wonder if this is one of those things, it's like people hear so much about it, it makes people get motion sick as opposed to the ride actually makes them motion sick. I don't know. Could, could be a psychosomatic situation. And my thing is, is I'm trying to go into this without watching the ride, the ride POVs. So it's one of those where it's like, will I maybe benefit from watching it beforehand, but then it'll ruin, like, I don't know. That That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, do I watch the ride experience or the ride POV just to see how the car moves? I don't, I don't know. But I, I can do Gringotts, which rotates. I can do um spider-man that jerks you around mm -hmm. I, I i don't know if anyone if anyone who is both a universal goer and a disney goer can help draw some connections for me that would honestly be greatly appreciated because i'm just not i'm not sure and and i got a few weeks and i'll i'll be hopefully riding it so i just want to know yeah in between you getting your caramel corn no no, no. suffers will be waiting until after said ride to get the caramel <laughs> corn. <laughs> the, the number one rule is hydrate, but don't fill yourself up with food because then you're asking for trouble. That that's that's a good rule, Staffers. That is a I, good rule. I've learned the hard way because uh Gatorade's also not your friend. Like that don't maybe don't do that because then your pukes are just colorful. <laughs> anyway, moving on up to probably Landon's favorite news article of the day. Taking it over to the animal kingdom. Yeah, um, this kind of came out Saturday night. Um, uh, Blood Mickey is deciding to put the Carnotaurus, aka the Jerkosaurus, on a dinosaur in the same uh, realm as my boy, the Disco Yate. 
on Expedition Everest uh, because um, the Carnotaurus is uh, broken, apparently. Uh, Blog Mickey has shots of uh, netting over the head area of the Carnotaurus uh, for the uh, finale of Dinosaur where you come head to head with the Jerkosaurus. And I put out on Twitter a uh, maybe a Disney hot take. It might be time to let a meteor hit this attraction. Just shut it all down because this is an attraction that has been in disrepair and has needed some TLC for a long time. And now your grand finale is broken, is busted, has a net over its head. Like the state of the dinosaur animatronics was kind of pathetic for the last few years. And I understand that the um, uh, pandemic came along and Disney had to tighten up the purse strings and money couldn't be thrown around willy nilly, but Dinosaur the ride has been in need of some refurbishment for a while. And this, this is the state of the Jerkosaurus right now. Um, uh, the attraction is still running. Uh, the animatronic is in B mode, which uh, fans of the Disco Yete know B mode is where it is in a uh, state of uh, frozen quote unquote movement. And uh, the animatronic figure is one that demands the guest attention. Uh, and because you know why it demands the attention, that's where the photo is taken. So uh, so guests are looking at a uh, Jerkosaurus with a net on its head for the photo. So um, uh, I didn't even think of that. When yeah. we were, I didn't uh -huh. realize that was the thing. I will say <laughs> the concept of dinosaur I love because it reminds me of... Uh, Never mind. Let, let me not put myself on blast with what it reminds me of. But the last time I wrote it, I wrote it in the back, and I it was a little it was a little much for me, jerky jerky wise. So I'm not opposed to something new. Now, what that new thing would be, absolutely no idea. But I am open to the listener suggestions on what they could put in place of Dinosaur and Dino Land USA, because let's just get rid of the whole thing at this point. Yeah, I uh, I threw that out on Twitter and uh, Kelly got at me on Twitter. Uh, the whole Dino Land area is my least favorite area on property. Hot pavement, tacky theming, no Disney magic. I came back, said a thousand percent agree. Great points. And that might be why I spend almost no time in it when I go to the animal kingdom. And she says, she agrees, hard pass, won't even walk through it. Dinoland as a whole, just, it doesn't feel Disney, but I mean, that's a big giant swath of land. So okay, hold what on. do you do with it? Hold on a second. Doesn't feel Disney because there's no Mickey involved because let's be honest, animal kingdom is more for like, I feel like when you go to Animal Kingdom, yes, it's a Disney park, but I go for the animal vibes. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, this is kind of a stretch, but like I think it at least hits on some of the animal-esque vibes. I just think it's a little outdated. So it needs, I mean, once you got rid of Primeval World, like it's time to go, it's time to go dude. <laughs> like, that was my ride. 
That was my, and what do you? You are the champion of primeval world. It cracks me up, but it's like, oh, when, when, I, when I say it doesn't have the Disney feel, the Disney magic, Dino Land feels like it could be in the literally Carnival Park Carnival yeah. in yeah. America. It doesn't That's feel like Disney. And I don't think it has uh, to do with, you know, the lack of Mickey and Goofy running around. Cause I mean, it's like, I mean, isn't that That's where what I was, Chip yeah. and Dale are hanging out in their dino costumes? Dino uniforms, yeah. And, and those things are dope. Those are some of my favorite character interactions is seeing them in their dino costumes. I think those are phenomenal. But Dino Land itself, it just feels very copy pasty from gotcha. any carnival, any theme park. It doesn't feel that different. makes sense. I was just curious to see what you what what about it makes it not Disney. But I can completely see that it's very carnival-y. I, I don't disagree at all. Um I just I'm curious what would and I know I think Justin has said something for a replacement for Dino Land. I think we had a conversation about it. I just can't remember what was said. Um, but I, I'm interested where they're going with this and where they could take this. Well, I do know, uh, the dinosaur attraction in Disneyland, the attraction itself, the guts of the attraction, it's the Indiana Jones ride. So in oh. theory, I don't, I, I don't know how you would sell that in animal kingdom. Maybe it's time to bring yeah, Indy to the, uh, to the house so of you the have mouse. The show but you have the show in, in Hollywood, Hollywood studio. studios. So then so, really, what do you do? Exactly. It, it might be a hard sell. Maybe you could go like an archeologist dig site situation, re retheme Dino land that way. Actually crispy of Crispy's theme park adventure. Check them out on YouTube. Also got at me. I love dinosaur, but it's seen better days. I'd be good with the Indiana Jones coming in place of dinosaur and turn it into an archeological dig site with a new indie themed, a smaller coaster, where the old coaster was, I mean, the, the kids' play area already okay. feels like a dig site. And then he puts a uh, a gif of James Corden, fingers crossed, um, implying maybe they'll announce something at D23. So I apologize. I inadvertently just completely ripped off uh, Crispy's idea. So I apologize. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think, I think it needs to be something new. <laughs> like, I think it needs to be not... Demolish it all. Keep keep a ride there. I just think we need to step out of. I think it needs to all be redone as a land or like an area, not not just a wreath theme of like something that would fit. I don't know. That's just me. I don't. I have no idea. I'm just gonna sit here in speculation nation and uh, hope for the best. And plus, let's be honest. This is the third best dinosaur themed attraction in Orlando. Yes, I had to make sure that. Well, I'm gonna say four. I think Pteranodon Flyers is is above dinosaur. See, I've I've never ridden Pteranodon Flyers, so so. You need to <laughs> you need to borrow a child. Wink, uh, wink, wink, wink. Uh, I don't feel comfortable saying uh, I'm I'm going. You to have do this. a ch <laughs> no. You have a child at your disposal, sort of. They just need to be young enough. It's fine. It's Weird. fine. <laughs> um. Also, I just wanted to rewind back up and go give a give a lovely shout out to a listener. Main Street Electrical Parade for the absolute quality of a meme I have ever seen in my life. Main I Street Electrical Arcade. What, is, what did I say? Did I say parade? Yeah, you in said my head, parade. I, said, I mean, shout out to the parade, too. That parade's dope. But in, in this instance, we're shouting out the arcade. 
yeah. I knew what I meant to say, and then I was like, wait, did I say that wrong? Anyway, um, I've made it to meme status, but if you haven't, go check it out on Twitter. But it is essentially me. It's it's the meme with the two girls where you're where the guy's holding one girl's hand, but then he's turning his back toward another girl, and the other girl is caramel popcorn, and the girl on the the girlfriend is cosmic rewind, and and I think that was just a gem of a freaking meme. So it, it, it was a really really good meme. Yeah. Uh, um. Shout out to him. Yep. And you know, I I like my caramel corn. What can I say? Also, did you know that you could mobile order the caramel caramel coop? Caramel, caramel, please. You can. I, I don't want to say it correctly. <laughs> I did not know you could mobile order that. You can. You can mobile order the popcorn and the goodies. Like it'll list the goodies in there too. So learn that on know. my last trip. So I will be doing that again. We are we are definitely um, pro mo- mobile ordering stuff on this podcast, and we're not afraid to say it. Though Steffers is apparently afraid to say the caramel thing. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to say it wrong. Anyway, but I have one piece of universal news if uh, Landon has no other Disney thoughts. Sure. Um, uh, to, I guess to close out the uh, the dinosaur thing. Uh, listeners, dinosaur. Do, 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 do you agree with my Disney hot take? Is it time for, uh, for, yes. uh, for a meteor to strike dinosaur? Is it time for it to go away? Or what, what are your thoughts on dinosaur in general? But yes, Steffers, please take us across the universal. Um, across the Universal with Steffers, um, it's just one piece of small itty-bitty news. Uh, the construction walls that were around Revenge of the Mummy are down, and now there's just, like, a fencing situation. Um, they're still saying late summer, which is technically, like, end of August, September-ish time. But your girl has hope that this may be the start of the the opening of, of the... Of the the situation uh we also had a listener comment on me sharing this piece of news on twitter michael says it's good to hear the ride is going back up but i kind of wanted to revamp and see the whole ride become a universal monsters ride and have it all monsters frankenstein wolfman mummy creature from the black lagoon it would have been nice since we lost the dining um and i just wanted to let you know that there is a very 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 high probability that universal monsters is going to epic universe which is probably why they're not doing it that would be cool though also i i I still don't think epic universe actually happened uh epic universe (laughs) is happening uh it, okay, um, but there, there's a very high probability there's going to be a whole Monsters area at Epic Universe, which is why Monsters Cafe closed in theory. Uh, not confirmed, huge speculation, but I've heard many things through, uh, uh, what, what's the word? The grapevine? No, through channels that can, can confirm. The grapevine channel? No, there's a, a, like a good, like a... Uh, I don't. I hate that I can't think of the word. <laughs> I hate it. Let's but just go with the Grapevine channel. It's no, a, it, that's wrong. You go ESPN, ESPN2, then there's the Grapevine channel. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, there's very <laughs> a very good chance we will see Universal Monsters at Epic Universe. Um, and they had and to make, make way for more minions, right? You had to go to the minions. <laughs> you, you just couldn't let it be a show without the minions involved. No, no, I couldn't. But hey, yeah, I understand they make a lot of money for Universal. They're they're popular, so popular. popular. Sorry, don't mind me. I'm just uh, singing songs. 
Well, clearly we're off the uh, we're off the track. So let's go ahead and wrap this up before we get uh, further into the ditch. Steffers, where can the lovely listeners uh, follow you and your antics? My antics are live on the internet every Monday, 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 (laughs) Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays. If you would like to check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AsianZing95. If you would like to catch my podcast, Adventures with Stuff First podcast is available on all your podcatchers, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on AdventuresWithStuffers.com, which is also my blog, which you can find tips and tricks on how to plan a Universal Orlando vacation and just random things in which I want to blog about. You can also at me on Twitter, AsianZing95, or if you could be so kind, if you have a TikTok, please follow me at Adventures with Stuffers. I am like five followers away from 2,000 followers, and, you know, it's just a big milestone for me, so I would really appreciate any love that you can give me on there. And if you... um want to follow me on instagram i am almost to some sort of milestone on there i can't think of the milestone but i always could use some more instagram followers um and to wrap this up on my end the listeners the the lovely listeners yeah if you if i think my main listener question for the show no, there are many listeners. I've literally asked the listener way too many questions on this show. <laughs> but my main one that's besides like the, the connection with Guardians of the Galaxy would be how would you rank the the sh- all the shows between the two coasts separately? What like where would you rank them as must see versus they need to get rid of it and change it to something else? Boom. Lots Explosion. Stepper's bringing it this week. Go follow me on the things that I just listed out, and then we'll we'll discuss next week. Yeah, Steffers brought it like she does every week. So so reward her by following her on all the socials because she's on all the socials. Unlike me, who forgets that I have an Instagram. I do technically have an Instagram. It's Does Does Disney, but you know, like I said, I forget it exists. So you know, uh, feel free to follow me there, and I'll remember to follow you back when I remember to log in. Once every seven months or something. Anyway, L A N D O Z, please go follow me, Landed Done. I'm the best, Landed Done, not the rest. That's where you can follow me 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munchy, munch, 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 munch. That's where you can find really outdated podcasts. Remember that wrestling thing, Near Fall Radio, I talked about at the beginning of the pod? That's where you can find that podcast that you can find um, stuff I did in my college radio career at 88.3 WMTS in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, got interviews with the cast of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Venture Brothers, Futurama, fun stuff like that. And I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also also available in the iHeartRadio app in the Newstalk 987 app as well so uh steffers any final thoughts before we hit the dough um um no my brain is empty now (laughs) (laughs) well okay then um um uh, i guess on my way out i want to say thank a cast member and thank a team member in disney and universal pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage we love coming down to your parks We even tolerate spending all of our money down at your parks. But the cast members and the team members, they make the magic happen. 
And without them, none of it would be possible. Be decent to each other. You don't know what's going on in everybody else's world. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go. And uh, take care of yourself, particularly your mental health. Um, a lot of scariness, a lot of negativity going on in the world today. And uh, I don't think people talk about their mental health enough and just how important it is. Because sometimes your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And if you're going through something right now, reach out to somebody. So for Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. We thank you for joining us on another episode of Daz Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Daz Does Disney. Oh, cool. Check it out. Grandma's doing Fortnite dances or something like that. All right. Well, good luck with that, Steffers. Sounds good. Talk you later. Well said. All right. Bye. Bye. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does love of the mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I just always wanted to say that. Yeah.